0: Um, So discipleship is kind of the big idea, the idea that's been driving us for the last four or five years. It's like, hey, if the mission is to make disciples, we as church leaders have a responsibility to ensure that discipleship is happening in the life of the church. So Simon just sharing, I'm just going to piggyback off what he's sharing because some of the learnings that we've had uh, are similar. So uh, I don't know if this is a problem in your church. It's a problem in our church, different context. But uh, nominal Christians, people that come in, attend church on Sunday, but their lives show no change. Week after week, year after year, it's incredibly frustrating. I don't know if that's just my church. Uh, Just my church. Okay, let me just tell you something that we've learned in this process. So um, coming across... So we've come to the conviction, Here's here's the kind of big umbrella. We've come to the conviction that if people are unknown, they're not challenged. So at our church, we want people to be known, and we want people to be challenged. The problem is a lot of the frameworks that we have don't work. So we have the Sunday morning gatherings where there's, people aren't known and people aren't challenged to the extent that people need to be. People kind of will put up the best face, Right. So then we have small groups. I'm sure everybody here has small groups. The problem is, and sociological studies would back this, is in groups of 12 and, and more people, people aren't going to expose who they really are. They're not going to get personal. Uh, some people will, but they're usually the weird people in the group. <laughs> it's like, wow, overshare, please, no more. <laughs> oh, So um, what we have become convinced of, and this isn't a new idea, but it's a conviction of ours that has dramatically helped us, is that we need to provide a smaller setting in the life of the church for people to be known, where people could be honest, transparent, and vulnerable, and in that situation, be challenged in a loving way with truth, not of their pseudo-self, but of their real self, dirty and all. So the challenge with that is, if you're a church leader, you don't want to overextend your people and create another meeting. So now we have Sunday mornings, then we have community groups, now we have to have this other group to make it all work. And so um, this isn't a new idea. If you look at Greg uh, Boyden's book, he's kind of one of the main guys. He has this book on triads. Or you can look at Neil Cole's uh, transformational groups, or you can look at Jonathan Dotson's fight clubs. Or you can look at Simon Murphy, who just said this one-on-one discipleship. It's, it's all across the board, but making it work is the challenge. So what we've done in the life of our church is we said, okay, we are going to make our community groups the center of discipleship. So we get to our groups together on a normal group night, and they do a normal group, probably similar to all yours. But on the alternating week, we do what we call breakouts. And, and the guy takes all the guys to his group, the girl takes all of the girls to their little group. It's different parts of the room. These groups are usually five to six people, and it's the opportunity for people to be honest, transparent, and vulnerable. And uh, we've been doing this for two years. And we've seen incredible fruit. Just in the first week of us doing this, two years ago, people were confessing of emotional affairs. People, see the problem is, um, people don't tell you there's a problem until it's too late. And it's so frustrating as a pastor. It's like, why didn't you tell me a year ago that your marriage is falling apart? We could have done something then. But. Um, uh, and, and this provides an opportunity for people to be transparent, and open, so we could meet the need uh, where the need needs to be met. So, real quick, the guys that you set loose to do this, they need a framework in order to help these people. So, as pastors, as leaders, we need to define what disciple a disciple is. We, I think, every eldership team needs to define what a disciple is, and. And I think what is incredibly helpful, so a lot of churches have values and this importance of putting your values. I think our values should be what we want a disciple to look like. What does a disciple look like? Let let, let that drive your values. So our values should be gospel-centered, even uh, gospel identities that declare the truth of the gospel. Uh, so, so, we've worked through this and we worked hard on this as it's taken a long time. At a basic level, you can just say, love God, love each other, the church, and love, love the world. That's basic. Um, but uh, us crafting it to be most helpful with our people, uh, we've decided to go with gospel identities. So, in these uh, breakout groups, we deal with people as worshipers, is an identity. We're worshipers, we're sons and daughters, we're servants. We are family members, and we are witnesses. But that's not enough. People need to see the movement. So we are people that are idolaters moving to worshipers. We are orphans moving to sons and daughters. We are consumers that are moving to servants. We are individuals moving to family members. We are worldly people that are just living the, the normal cultural life trends, moving to witnesses. And when we use this grid in these breakout sessions, we have seen incredible fruit and people really seeing transformation in their life.